Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 139, verses 1 through 18. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall overcome me, and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance, and your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the end. I am still with you. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4-10 through 10. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms, to pluck up and pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verses 21 through 38. Again he said to them, I am going away, and you will search for me, but you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. Then the Jews said, Is he going to kill himself? Is that what he means by saying, Where I am going, you cannot come? He said to them, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that I, you would die in your sins, for you will die in your sins unless you believe that I am he. They said to him, Who are you? Jesus said to them, Why do I speak to you at all? I have much to say about you and much to condemn, but the one who sent me is true, and I declare to the world that I have heard from him. They did not understand that he was speaking to them about the Father. 
So Jesus said, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will realize that I am He, and that I do nothing on my own. But I speak these things as the Father instructed me, and the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what is pleasing to him. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are descendants of Abraham, yet you look for an opportunity to kill me, because there is no place in you for my word. I declare what I have seen in the Father's presence. As for you, you should do what you have heard from the Father. Good morning and welcome to the 16th uh, Wednesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 139, Jeremiah 1, and John 8. But September 22nd is the feast day of a very early soldier saint, well, a number of early soldier saints, Maurice and his Theban legion. Uh, Maurice is uh, is known as an African saint. Uh, he's depicted in many places with dark skin. And um, Thebes is now what is now Luxor in Egypt. And according to legend, and most of it is little more than legend, but I'll get to why that may not be all that important in a second. Um, Maurice um, uh, was a Christian, and he commanded a legion that was made up of many, many, many other Christians. The year supposedly was about the 280s. Um, and at, in in the two eighties, <clears throat> there had already been a couple of persecutions um, under Decian uh, or Decius and um, uh, Nero and one or two others. And the military appears so frequently in these early martyr stories because um, when the emperor, you know, decided or would decide, because it happened frequently. Um, when the emperor would decide to persecute Christians or anybody, the military was the closest to him. And so it was easiest to enforce um, that edict uh, when you know, they're in the military. So high-ranking officers um, feature disproportionately high in these early martyr stories. And Maurice supposedly was a commander of a legion, so he would have been appointed by... Um, Diocletian, uh, who would have risen to power in about 285. He would have been appointed and he would have um, been, you know, of some status. Um, And he's he's black, supposedly. I say supposedly not because he, you know, it's not, you know, that's um, unimaginable, but um, the, as the story goes, they were told to they were given orders to march on some town, and this town was made up of a lot of Christians. 
and I'm oversimplifying, but um, they they aren't okay with um, attacking other Christians, um, and they send a, a note back to the emperor saying, "Hey, um, we we can't do this. We're Christians." And then uh, Diocletian or the emperor writes back and says, um, yes, you are. If you don't, you're going to get decimated. And decimation is uh, punishment in which one out of every 10 soldiers in a legion would be killed, executed on the spot. And, you know, it's determined by lots, you know, basically like a roll of the dice. And Maurice writes back to emperor and says, okay. And so they go through the first decimation and Maurice is like encouraging everyone, you know, stay strong. They do the decimation like two more times until finally it's just like they refuse to do what they're told. And so they're, they're all killed. And so Maurice is the head, uh, you know, like he's a commander and kind of like the, the titular saint. But there's also all these others um, that, were, that become saints as well. And I can't remember the, all their names. Um, now that's a little bit of a stretch. There, there were clearly Christians in the military, but not, you know, that made up even a majority, a simple majority of a legion. Um, and this is so early in the age of the martyrs that it's incredibly unlikely that everybody in the unit, or even again, just a simple majority, um, it's very unlikely that a everybody or that many people were Christians, and B, that many people were willing to die for it. Um, martyrdom is actually a pretty advanced kind of theological thing. If you are called to follow Christ and to be like Christ, you know, the first thing you think of is not, oh, well, how did he die? Oh, I'll die that way too, being persecuted. You typically think, what kind of person was he while well, he did what he did? Um, and so the that theology of martyrdom was still pretty pretty new. And so the idea that a, a bunch of uh, legionaries, which at the t- I think were still mostly made up of Roman citizens, it, it, I think it just would have been a foreign concept. Um, but that didn't stop this story from spreading. Um, David Woods has a really good resource on Maurice and the Theban Legion on his, wa- uh, his website. You can find a link to that uh, at pewpewhq.com slash people slash Maurice. Um, but he and others uh, believe pretty, or con- uh, argue pretty convincingly that there were like kind of a number of martyred saints in this area, not, in, not actually in Thebes. And in order to make sense of all these relics that were valued and um, graves that were named. This story was created um, uh, kind of like as a political you know, thing. It wasn't written in the 280s. It's probably written closer to the 300s or, or later. Um, and again, David Woods has all this on his website, website and it's really interesting. However, um, and he argues convincingly that it's a legend. Not, you know, very little of it is based in fact. Um, however, um, Maurice was such a popular saint um, that his story gets gets told and retold, and et cetera, et cetera. And it 
appears in the Golden Legend. It appears in Butler's Lives of the Saints. Um, and Maurice is even to this day the patron saint of the infantry. And there is a, a, a St. Maurice medal or award that's given by, I think, the Catholic military archdiocese. Um, and it's ironic because he's killed for disobeying orders that he that he could not carry out as Christian. What I find just a little troubling is that they <laughs> they apparently are okay. There's no indication that they were not okay killing anybody, just not Christians. Um, and so it's it's a little it's a little self interested for the church. You know, well, we're not going to kill other Christians, but um, other later soldier saint stories. Um, or at least the ones that are depicted later, um, like Maximilian, um, uh, like Victricius, um, they say, well, I can't kill Martin, you know, in the, the 350s. They say, I can't kill anybody. Uh, I can't fight, but I'll be a soldier, is what Martin says. Most of them say, uh, you know, it violates my conscience and the word of God to serve in the military and, and um, you know, whether that's idolatry or, or killing is kind of debatable, but um, most soldier saints were opposed not just to killing Christians, but to killing anybody, um, either as a form of idolatry or as an ethical violation of, of the Beatitudes or something. Um, nonetheless, Maurice's story is widely distributed, and as a, you know, kind of like an artifact of the Christian imagination, it does show us that um, it is conceivable that in even if it's just purely imaginary it's conceivable clearly for the early church that there were soldiers in uh, christian soldiers um who disobeyed orders um and who were christians before that and who you know so, uh, we can assume were obeying orders and were doing their thing and david woods's translation you can you know pull out these really interesting um, quotes from Maurice and his subordinates about, you know, I've, we've served you long enough and um, don't forget whose God uh, we serve and, you know, is your God too, even though Diocletian was not a Christian. They're making the point that, you know, our God is the only God um, and we're trying to do right by you. Um, we've obeyed your orders thus far, but this is a bridge too far. Um, and so I encourage you to go check out David Woods's uh, link on uh, the PPUHQ website, um, but Maurice and the Theban Legion are probably, you know, a fanciful tale, um, but one that still inspired the early church and reflects what those early beliefs were um, and desires and interests and motivations were um, in the earliest Christian communities. The Prayer of St. Maurice from the Catholic Military Archdiocese. Saint Maurice, most blessed and honorable patron saint, you who fought so valiantly on the battlefield of faith, steadfastly opposed the tyranny of earthly rulers, boldly confessed faith in the one true God, and preferred to die by the sword rather than betray your Lord Jesus Christ, pray for us. O holy martyr and loyal soldier of Christ, obtain for us the courage to persevere in truth to be a light in the darkness of the times in which we live, and to defend the honor of the church wherever it is opposed. Obtain also for us the grace to endure patiently all the trials and hardships of this life, 
and to carry our cross in the spirit of prayer and self-denial. We ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.